Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome, all you creepy guys. <laughs> <Lord> Taylor. That's <laughs> ah, Halloween special. Ah. <laughs> oh, it's so spooky. Welcome, all you creepy boys and girls to boils, boils and ghouls. Huh? Hey, uh, hey, like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, like I made that up. That's mine. <laughs> John Kassir is friends with you on Facebook. He might listen to this. So. <laughs> he probably doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Welcome to the 2020 Grave Plot Not So Special. Hey, Halloween you remembered. <laughs> The the Halloween not so special. The spooptacular. Uh, I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And uh, we are back with our sixth annual Halloween episode. Seventh, because we started. We we did a a Halloween episode in the first year. You're right. Trick or treat. We did trick or treat. Uh, Carrie. And something else is our only three movie episode. Three movies. Yep. Anyway, it was our second episode. <laughs> we were all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and full of piss and vinegar and spunk. Young, dumb, and full of cum. <laughs> now we're just dumb. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, today is our Halloween episode. Um, we're steering away from calling it a special because <laughs> nothing special happens. Like last time this was special was a couple years ago when we had Damien Leone on. Uh, was that, a, was that a, the Halloween episode? I honestly don't remember. It was Halloween season. It was October, but I don't know if it was. Yeah. It may have been like mid month. This, this month becomes a frenzy and it's hard to keep track. Yeah. Um, I mean, basically, like you know, it's it's the culmination of Octoberama, where every week is is a new theme, and the theme for this episode is obviously Halloween. So we did two movies that take place on Halloween night, right? Uh, you know, we, we used to start, we started out doing movies that like had to do with Halloween, but since there aren't that many out there, other than just Halloween, yeah, we've had we've only done one Halloween movie, yeah, and it wasn't even one of the original ones, no. Uh, we had to move more towards just like things that have that like take place on Halloween, which is what we did here. Um, we uh did the 2005 movie Boo and the 2020 not the Medea one, no, not the fucking Medea one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and the 2020 movie The Good Things Devils Do. Um, and this is well, we. We typically like to do a full episode for the Halloween episode. It's just because we alternate every week in October. This is a mini sode so we're just going to be focusing on our um, reviews. We um, know that last episode was three hours long, so we're we're not going to bog you down. I don't think it was that long. It was almost that long. You're almost that long. Thank you. That doesn't mean anything. That's what she said. <laughs> she didn't say that. She never said that. <laughs> 
but no, we don't we don't want to take up too much of your podcast listening time. So yeah, we're gonna keep things on the shorter side. Yeah, but before we launch into things, we want to thank our grave diggers over on we Patreon. We do still want to thank them. Those are special, special folks over on Patreon. They are felt- they are spooktacular. <laughs> <laughs> They're so spooktacular. <laughs> they help finance this show. Um, and uh, you know, this is an expensive show that we run here, but it does cost money. Things like internet or you know websites and um, posting our MP3 files and and such costs money, and we don't have a lot of money. But anyway, so yeah, uh, folks over on Patreon, whether they remember that we pay us or not, uh, we appreciate them. <laughs> Those folks are Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Carlos Rodella, Gory B Movie, Max Zaleski, Aaron Meyer. Bob Voorhees, and Kevin Nesgoda. Thank you so much, guys, for all of your support. Uh, it means the world to us, uh, and it does help us keep coming back to this every couple of weeks. It's going to be nice because we get to take two weeks off. Right? No, we got to do another episode next yeah, week. Yeah, because this is a mini song. <laughs> Fuck beans. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, well, anyway. Uh, so yeah, we, uh, anything you want to mention before we get into things? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween and the Great <laughs> Plot Film Festival. Tickets are on sale in four days. Three days. Three days. So it'll be the 28th. Yep. Uh, we're recording this from the f- past for the future. We're the ghost of Halloween past. Uh, spooky ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so it's because the veil is so thin. Uh, ah, spooky. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Count Floyd. Oh, oh, it's so scary. <laughs> oh, it's not that scary. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Let's do some reviews. All right, like I said, we have uh, the movie Boo and uh, the good things that devils do. Taylor, which one do you want to start with? Do you know there's a b- movie called Boo from 1932 starring Max Shrek? I did not know that. Now you know. Thanks, bud. <laughs> it's called Boo with an exclamation point. Yeah. Like the Medeo. <laughs> For the emphasis. Uh, let's start with Boo. Ready for us yet? Yeah, I got some juice going and a few things rigged. This is gonna scare the piss out of them. This place is pretty creepy all on its own. Okay, girls, you can open your eyes. No, I'm not going in there. Come on, Jesse. Show me a little Halloween spirit. Welcome to Santa Mira Hospital. That's good. Why would where's the fake haunted house when we can come here and explore the real thing? Whoa. I'm not getting in there. Did you hear that? Uh, I heard that. Come on out. None of this is funny. Kind of choking around. Some buildings don't have a 13th floor. This place shouldn't have had a third. The doors are locked, the windows are all barred. Stuck. Oh my god. Take 
just went down two flights of stairs, right? Yeah. How come we're still on the third floor? I know all the stories about this place. The third floor was up on a nut job. There was a fire a long time ago. No one got out. What's happening? from 2005 so spoilers ahead right uh directed by anthony ferrante uh written by anthony ferrante produced by anthony ferrante (laughs) craft services by anthony (laughs) by anthony ferrante's mom uh wait (laughs) anthony ferrante star of the video dead really he was in it i don't know if he starred in it the kid maybe uh i don't know anyway he was also in The Dead Hate the Living. That's a garbage movie. Oh, that's terrible. I watched it again recently because I w- thought maybe it wasn't as bad as I remembered. Is worse. It's definitely as bad as I remembered. <laughs> um, oh, this motherfucker directed all the Sharknados. Motherfucker. <laughs> as well as Zombie Tidal Wave. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Anyway. Before all that, he did Boo. Uh, if you're looking for a recognizable face in this movie, you will see all but one. Uh, one D Wallace, who is in the movie for a collective. Oh, yeah. I actually forgot she was in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's in the movie for a collective like ten minutes. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page and it says starring, and there's this list, and I'm like, I don't know any of these people. Yeah, <laughs> Happy Mahaney. Actually, name. I take that back. You might re- the, you might re- recognize uh, Jillian Van Over, who was apparently in the Hatfield McCoys, the, the History Channel show from a few years back. Um, and also Rachel Melvin, who was in um, <laughs> Melvin. <laughs> uh, she was in Zombie Beavers. Oh. Um, She's also on Days of Our Lives for these two soap watchers. Sure, I'm sure we have a lot of soap. Uh, soap. <laughs> fans a lot of crossover <laughs> listening to the show. All right, so the show takes place on Halloween, and that is about as close to Halloween as we get. <laughs> unfortunately. They do they do they do make a reference to the the veil being the thinnest at this point, so that's why. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um uh, so it's Halloween and we start with uh Jessie at home. She is carving a pumpkin, as you do on sure. Halloween. Usually you do it before Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> like I can remember being a kid. Well, actually, so usually now, like as adults, if we actually get pumpkins, we do it like the night before or something. Um, when I was a kid, we always carved pumpkins Halloween. Like we get home from school, carve our pumpkins uh, on Halloween. Yeah. And then we would, um, cause you know, I, I, I grew up in LA. Well, LA. Uh, LA. 
So you couldn't just leave your pumpkin out overnight because it would start to rot <laughs> because it was warm. It was still, I mean, you remember being in LA last year and it was in like the 90s. Yeah. So it was, it's warm in LA in October. We were wearing shorts around the uh, Queen Mary at like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Well, you wore shorts. Yeah. <laughs> um, True. I don't think I've ever seen you wear shorts. Uh, I don't. Other than like basketball shorts, like when you're just lounging. Yeah, I have shorts. I don't really wear them often. I don't like. You're like the them. opposite of Max. Max only wears shorts. Like, I don't... And kilts. Right. He just loves showing off those legs. <laughs> those tree trunks. <laughs> Look at my calves. Like uh, Bob Kelso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. But yeah. So we we'd have to carve them that night because you know we'd put them out on Halloween night and then get rid of them the next day because they'd already be starting to get kind of mushy here. It's so fucking cold. You can leave them out for a fucking week and they're fine. Yeah. Uh, so I guess just because we had that mentality as kids, we always just carve them Halloween night and then we'd get our costumes on and go out. And this is also before my costume started getting very elaborate <laughs> and time consuming. Um, anyway, so Jesse, <laughs> You remember Jessie. Uh, she's carving a pumpkin at home um, when uh, she hears the doorbell ring. And she goes to answer it. And there's, of course, a trick-or-treater, a little girl. One trick-or-treater. Yeah. How often do you ever see that? Never. And if it is one, they're always like accompanied by their parent or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. You don't ever see a parent or anything. Yeah. Um. So uh, she said, like... She's like, how come you're not wearing, or she dresses up, dresses up, dressed up as a monkey. She asks Jesse why she's not wearing a costume. She's like, oh, didn't she like, I'm, I'm a little old for that or something, something like, like that. that yeah. She's like, well, why is your dad wearing one? She's like, and you see someone like in the background, just zip away. Right. Um, so she closes the door and goes back into the kitchen. She sees the pumpkin is not exactly where she left it. It's been turned around. Um, and she goes in and turns it around and back towards her a knife has been plunged into it with a note that says die yeah die and appears to be like written in blood she starts backing up in in fear into this creature this person that we saw in the in the background masked man a minute ago um he puts her in a in a chokehold takes out a knife swipes it across her throat she then does this hip toss, flips him over her shoulder, and then straddles him and it's grabs... It's really more of a judo throw. I guess, yeah, okay. Whatever. <laughs> um, grabs a knife from him and uh, goes to stab him, and he takes off the mask. And what do you know? It's Kevin. Fucking Kevin. Kevin the fucking douche. Why is this guy such a piece of shit? <laughs> well... Better question. Why is she dating him? <laughs> Uh well I mean nice girls always date the the jackass this this guy is a fucking sociopath it's true but I mean like this goes beyond just being like a bad boy like <laughs> this guy is a fucking dick well like so all these characters which makes this script a little rough is all these characters are pretty much just like archetypes like you've got the girl next door Jesse you've got Kevin the douchebag jock. You've got Marie, who's the slutty girl. Um, you got Freddie, who's the guy who's like a walking embodiment of the friend zone. 
He's basically the nerd. Like, yeah, he's, he doesn't. He's not like that archetypal, where he's like wearing glasses with tape on or anything like that. But he's he's the nerd character. in, yeah, in he, this group, he's basically the the beta to Kevin's alpha. Um, and uh, yeah, he's got a thing for Marie. Marie, uh, she at one point says that like, oh, like she knows that Freddie's into her, but he's like, oh, she he just makes it too easy for me. Um, just confirming the fact that she's an awful bitch. <clears throat> anyway, so Kevin and his friends, uh, Freddie and um, Emmett, uh, have set up a night of, of terror. A very elaborate prank. At Santa Mira Hospital, which is a, a, a local abandoned hospital. That means Saint Look. Yeah. Mira, Mira. Mira, Mira. Aquí, aquí. Mira. That's Espanol. Yep. <laughs> I remember a couple weeks ago we were watching this soccer game and one of the guys was trying to call for a review and you could just see him on camera going, Mira, 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 Mira. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, Santa Mira was closed down years ago. I don't think it's very specific exactly how long ago. No, this just says years ago. Years ago. Due to a fire. Yeah. Um. But Emmett is there ahead of time, and he's setting up all the gags um, to scare mainly Jesse. Um, and uh, some of them are not too bad. Some of them are a little cheese dick. But like one where he, he's, he ties a wheelchair with a like this dis- decrepit skeleton to the door. So as soon as somebody o- like opens it, it pulls this fishing line with the wheelchair attached. So it moves when the door's open. That's pretty bad. clever. It's not a bad gag. Some of them are really cheese dick. Like he hangs like s- plastic skulls from fishing line from the ceiling. And it's like okay, yeah. Did I show you? I wore my spoopy socks. They got ghosts on them. Hey, look at that! Look at them ghosts. Little ghosts. Oh, little guys. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> they go to the hospital, and you know Jesse doesn't want to go because um, she's not a big fan of being scared for no reason. Um, but she sees this vision and apparently she's been having visions lately. No, no explanation for that. She just has, and it's not like she's been having them since birth or she had some like traumatic. Well, I guess she kind of had, she's had a traumatic event, but there's no indication that that's what started them. Yeah. She's been having visions, um, and she sees this person in the window of this old hospital who tosses a key of rings. Nope. Ring of keys. <laughs> uh, out out the window onto the, the, the walkway in front of the hospital. For some reason, numerous years later, the keys are still sitting there. So she picks them up and pockets them. They go inside the hospital where the spoops start. Uh, there's a line of pumpkins that spell welcome, um, or jack-o'-lantern, I guess, carved pumpkins, illuminated, that spell out welcome. And they just kind of make their way through the hospital. Um, side story, uh, what the fuck is this guy's name? Alan. Alan, um, meets up with, uh, Arlo, who's an old, like, he's a cop. Um, <laughs> former black exploitation actor. Former black exploitation actor who's Dynamite Jones. Dynamite Jones. Uh, known 
known well for his film uh, Dynamite Jones versus Black Pimp or Count Pimpula. <laughs> um, who, looking at that the guy playing Count Pimpula, I could have sworn it was. Um, um, oh fuck, Walter Emanuel Jones, I think his name. The guy that played the Black Ranger in Power Rangers. Oh, <laughs> could have sworn it was him, but it doesn't. That's it's not him in the credits, so I'm not really sure. Zach Taylor, huh? Zach Taylor, that was the character's name, yeah. Oh, yep, Walter Emanuel Jones. Thought so. Um, anyway, so he meets Arlo meets up with Alan, uh, who's and Alan says, you know, my sister and her friends went to Santa Mira a few nights ago, and we haven't heard from her since, and we're you know concerned. Uh, we don't know if she's still there or, or what. Um, can you help? And Arlo's like, you know, I, I don't do that hero shit anymore. You know, he's like, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. He says, I'm a nine to five cop, and you know, um, being a hero is is a round the clock gig. And I, I don't do that anymore. Um, as if he ever did it in the first place. <laughs> it's like you're a fucking actor. Um, he, um, but he says. You know, there is an old funeral home that's also abandoned conveniently that has an underground tunnel connecting to the hospital. It's going to be your best access point without drawing a lot of attention. Which so, is funny because the kids just walked in the front door. Right. <laughs> to no attention whatsoever. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah like, they, they're waiting outside the, or they're standing outside the hospital, and Jesse's like, well, aren't we going to, or what if someone sees us go in? And Zach says, or not Zach, uh, Freddie says, um, you know, what if, or he says, uh, cops haven't patrolled this place in months. Um, Which you'd think Arlo, a cop, would know. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Anyway, so, yeah, the kids are in the hospital. Alan has made, made his way into the, um, the funeral home and starts working his way through the underground tunnel. Um, yeah, so the kids are kind of... Uh, Jesse and her friends are making their way through the hospital, uh, just kind of finding all these traps that Emmett has laid, who actually, I guess I skipped over the fact that Emmett, while planting all of these little surprises, um, was attacked by something. Something. Um, so let's see. I'm trying to think of some, just the important points. Uh, Alan finds Emmett's dog, right? Which like, skinned alive or something? It looked like yeah, it's just like skeletal remains with like just goo. It's gooey. Yeah. Um, but then it comes alive. Yeah, and it's like for as cheese dick and dumb as this movie looks, that was actually some pretty good effects. Yeah, like the. To the to this movie's credit, the the creature effects, you know, the limited amount that there were, the makeup effects, and even the CGI, to an effect, to 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 a degree, um, were actually pretty good, like m- better than I would have expected from this. Um, I don't know about the CGI. <laughs> well, I mean, it's two thousand five. You can only expect so much. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it wasn't as. St- it didn't stand out as much as the CGI and like the host. No. Um. Anyway, so 
It was inconsistent though. Like, I mean, this is, we should talk more about this later, but the, like there were some effects that were really good. And then it was like, Oh, we blew our budget on that. Just, (laughs) but I mean, I'd say it's pretty on par with what I would expect from a low budget horror movie made in 2005. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, anyway, so, uh, Jesse, uh, gets upset with Zach because, um, Zach, why do I keep saying Zach? Where's Zach coming from? There is no Zach. I don't know who I'm thinking of. Kevin or Freddie? Well, Kevin, that's who I'm thinking of. Okay. I don't know why you keep saying Zach. I don't know. I don't know where Zach is even coming from. Because he's blonde? You think he's Zach Morris? <laughs> Maybe it's just an association preppy. thing. Just call him Preppy. <laughs> Kevin. Uh, she, Jesse gets mad at Kevin um, because of some pranks. Because of the wheelchair prank, actually. But the wheelchair, after the door's been pulled, actually leap, or, you know, it goes and bumps into... Um, into Jesse. So that she's like, all right, I'm fucking done. And she takes off um with Freddie. And you know, Kevin's just like, I didn't do that. I didn't that wasn't part of it. She doesn't want to hear it. Her and Freddie take off into, you know, another room. Meanwhile, Kevin blows off steam by fucking Marie. Yep. <laughs> um who like Marie, like I can only assume is Jesse's best friend. And we can only, ass- from the the context, assume that her and Kevin have been fucking for a while. Yeah, that's the, the impression that I got. So they suck. <laughs> um, so uh, this is when um, Jesse starts explaining to Freddie that she's been having visions. She received what she believes was a coded call from her dead mother. Um, but... Uh, she- you know she's she's been dead for years, but every Halloween, which is probably which is part of the reason she wanted to stay home, because she was waiting on this call that she gets every year, who she believes is from her mother. Um, they uh, I can't remember if they follow a sound that they hear, or if they're just exploring or what, but they find Emmett, who we just assumed was dead, uh, hiding in a in a closet or whatever locker. Okay. Um, when uh yeah so so they are looking around for Kevin and Marie um and in the meantime Alan in his exploration of the hospital manages to find his sister who after being in this hospital for presumably 3 days straight um seems to have kind of gone a little batshit she doesn't know who to trust because she asks she cuts him on his hand and says you know i want to see your hand um you know presumably to make sure he's actually human yeah she says you bleed so you're not one of them um and uh she says yeah i mean you know we're there are ghosts here um they won't let us leave um her friend kathleen cat well i mean katie i guess i thought it was Whatever. Her friend, who she went there with, uh, has been missing. She doesn't know where she is. It doesn't matter. She's dead. <laughs> doesn't matter what her name is. Um, and uh, anyway, so they are trying to find their way out. Um, they say, or she, they're about to get into the elevator. And 
um, or I guess they're in the elevator and Meg tells Alan, it's like, we can't go anywhere because the elevator only lets you go to the third floor. Like you can't go anywhere else. <clears throat> That's they've, they've already made it abundantly clear in the film at this point that the third floor is like the, the scene of the hauntings. Right. Um, the five of them finally get all back together. Um, you know, the, the group of kids and then Alan and, and Meg, they all meet up in the, the lobby area of the hospital and they get to the door that's all boarded up. Um, and this is when things start to get a little, a little nutty, well, nutty, but also really fucking cheesy, nutty and There's cheesy this... and delicious. <laughs> There's a clown suit that Freddie had previously scared jesse in like he, you know, he she turns a corner and he's standing there in this clown costume boo and um this clown costume is standing behind kevin and marie and freddie or kevin thinks it's freddie again freddie's like i'm not, what are you guys talking about i'm standing right here they're like who's that <laughs> and uh, they realize it has no feet yeah it has no feet kevin pokes it and there's <laughs> nothing inside Except some maggots that drop out of the bottom. That's when the thing starts to rise up, and this turns into a more adult version of Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> where this happy clown mask suddenly turns into this vicious, sharp tooth, uh, angry face. It was fucking cheesy. It was dumb. <laughs> um, and attacks them. Uh, actually, the, the clown costume launches itself at Freddy who backs into the spike that's on the door for some reason. <laughs> I think it was like the push bar on the on the door or something. I think when they were trying to like pry the boards off the door, they made it stick out. Oh, maybe. Um, yeah, you know, Emmett is getting upset because he can't get the door open, and that's when things just start falling off on the man. Um he starts just turning into goo. His fingers fall off. Yeah. Um, his face starts to kind of melt. He kind of gets like stroke face. Um, Bro. What? Is that, is that too much? It's a little tasteless. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, yeah, his face starts to like kind of melt on one side. and uh, Who hits him with the pipe? Freddy. Freddy. Okay, yeah, Freddy has this fucking pipe that they got from somewhere, just caved his skull in, and Meg's like, that's not going to kill him. It's not going to do anything. He's one of them. Blah, 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 blah. And wait, could, wait, could have been Freddy. Freddy was dead. Freddy wasn't dead. Oh, yeah. He got impaled, but he didn't die, right? Right. Okay. He's like, I think it's just a scratch. <laughs> Tis but a scratch. <laughs> Tis but a scratch. Tis but a flesh wound. Um, so he... Uh, He yeah, he's like he, walking with the with the bar sticking out of his head. Yeah, and he just kind of says like spooky ghost stuff. Like, he's oh, like blah, blah blah blah. Yeah, he's like, you guys are never gonna get out of here alive. <laughs> and then he somebody shoot like Alan, Alan shoots him. Alan and, shows up and shoots him, and he just he just explodes. He explodes everywhere. Um, or he, or as Wikipedia says, they shoot him to bits. Shoot him. <laughs> shoot him to tiny bits. In thy mercy. Um, there's two Monty Python references. <laughs> um, 
Uh, so they're, they go off back in the hospital trying to find a way out because they can't get out through the front door. Meg explains that everybody who dies in the hospital turns into this ghoul, yeah, goo whatever thing. Um, you know, little ghouls, <laughs> little green ghouls. <laughs> what uh, are you talking about? <laughs> okay, so, um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so Meg won't go in the elevator because she knows it's only going to go to the third floor. So the rest of them. Oh, Kevin shoots Marie. Kevin, yeah, because Kevin, she's covered in Emmett. Yeah, she's covered in Emmett's goo, and so Kevin or Kevin thinks that he, he like he's starting to lose. He's already losing his mind. Very little has happened at this point. <laughs> sure, his friend just blew up in front of him, but aside from that, not a you lot has happened. My best friend, you medieval dickweed. <laughs> But yeah, he he listened. You know, he heard Meg explain that anybody who dies turns into this goo, and he just, for some reason, thinks Meg is one of them, even though she never died. Yeah, so, and so he, he just takes a gun and just shoots her in the stomach or in the chest. Yeah, he starts. So because Alan shot Emmett, Kevin wrestles the gun away from him, and then shoots Marie, who is not dead, <laughs> just covered in goo, but now she's dead. Now she's dead. Yeah, this guy who may maybe he knows his way around a gun. I don't know, but he shot her directly in the forehead, which I couldn't. Oh, it was do. the forehead. You're right. Okay. I couldn't do that if I tried, and he was doing it effortlessly. <laughs> um, Could have been luck. Maybe. That's some damn good luck. She was like, she was flipping and flopping. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so they put her in a wheelchair, cover up her with a sheet, and start carting her around the hospital, trying to find a way out. They go up through the elevator, which immediately takes them to the third floor, which is like the haunted floor, because that's where some tragedy happened all these years ago. Um, they and, you know, Jesse keeps seeing these images of a tiny girl, uh, a young girl. Um, <laughs> I thought it's funny. No, it's not. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the ghosts. Um, a tiny girl, ghost, and an older man, you know, middle age, whatever. Also blood dripping from the ceiling. Yeah. Um, Some other random spooky things. Or in Marie's case, from her dead body, the uh, blood is dripping upwards from her head. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so this is when um, Arlo has made his appearance in the hospital. He meets up with um, Meg and Alan, and um, he explains that, you know, all these years ago, um, there was some kind of accident on the third floor. There's a big fire where a lot of people died. Um, they, you know, blocked off the floor. There's no access, uh, but then they tried to renovate it, and was it people died then or something, or, you know, all these accidents are happening. Um, so they gave up, and they, you know they tried several times to do it until they finally just closed the whole damn place down. Said it wasn't worth it. <clears throat> um, let's see, uh, Jesse starts having these just elaborate visions. Yeah, like they're just full cutscenes. Yeah, they're like flashbacks when the hospital's still in operation. We see this nurse played by D. Wallace. Um, who seems to be in charge of the third floor, which in this hospital is like the psychiatric ward. Yeah. 
or psychiatric floor, I guess. We see this girl who was the ghost that we'd seen previously um, hanging out right next to this creepy dude. Um, And uh, she's bouncing a ball. And then you see later on he... um, kind of beckons her into this janitor's closet and closes the door behind him. Now, the girl's dead, so she he killed her, but I don't know, maybe he's diddling her too? I don't know. <laughs> don't diddle kids. <laughs> don't diddle kids. Wouldn't do it with anyone younger than my daughter. <clears throat> Gotta be big. Can't be small. Gotta be taller. <laughs> um... Anyway, uh, so we, yeah, so we get this, yeah, like really elaborate flashback. So, like, okay, so now we know what's happening. Um, well, sort of. Because then we jump forward and we see this nurse Russell. Um, thing is, though, like, no, like, Jesse has this flashback of this guy pulling this little girl into a closet. And then she's like, oh, he's, he's this child murderer named Jacob. It's like, how did you get that from yeah. what we saw? <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we kind of get all the backstory that he, this guy, he's this psychopath named, was it Jacob. Jacob was his last name, right? I think that was all they ever called him. I feel like she said it, George Jacob or something like that. Two first names. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never trust somebody with two first names. Um. Anyway, so she's in the ward handing out medication. Um, Jacob stands up and says, I want out. You know, just let me by. Nobody will get hurt. And she's like, there's no fucking way that's happening. So he lights a newspaper on fire and just tosses it into a pile of more newspapers and just lets it burn. And instead of, like, like trying to put the fire out, she, like, gets into this pissing match with him. Like, he's trying to get the keys to get out of the ward. She's, like, over my dead body and throws... Literally. The <laughs> yeah. Throws the keys out the window, which is what we saw earlier in the movie. Uh, and oh, whole... I didn't put that together. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, the the whole third floor goes up in, in flames. Presumably, you'd think at least the fourth floor would too, but, you know, who am I? So, we're all caught up. We know what's happening. We know that Jacob is this ghost that's tormenting everybody in the hospital. Um, we He's trying to... Like, because like, he can only possess dead people, which is an interesting twist. But so he's trying to kill these people to possess them so he can leave. Right. Um, which, you know, and he says like their bodies are too weak. So that's why they um, can't resist. They can't stand up to any kind of, um, you know, impact. So I like, um, we discover that Freddie, who we believe this entire time to be alive, was actually dead. He, he died when he was impaled. Um, he he realizes he's become he's he's, he's covered in goo. Um, Ghostbusters too. Mm-hmm. You got it. Um, that's him. That's the one that got me. Ghostbusters one. <laughs> um, he. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just realized he's covered in goo and like everybody else notices too. And so he punches a wall and his fist like just cr- collapses. And that's how he knows that he's 
one of these ghoul things. Um, Little green ghoul. <laughs> so he tells, I think, Alan to shoot him because he doesn't want to, you know, be one of these things. Um, and he just explodes. Like, these, everybody just explodes. These things get shot and then they just explode into this shower of goo and, and chunks. Is it true that there's a place in a man's head where if you shoot it, it will blow up? <laughs> um, ba, 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 ba. Yeah, so they're trying to make their way out back through the tunnel, right? Yeah. And there's all this shit that's been piled up in their way, so they're trying to clear it out, but you know, Jacob has made his way down there. Um, he possesses Kevin. Or no, so... Jesse offers herself up to Jacob because she makes this ridiculous revelation that, like, somebody says, uh, you know, the the living are afraid to die and the the dead are afraid to live or something. Yeah, some ridiculous shit like that. (laughs) And like he he (laughs) says it, and he's like, "Oh, that was stupid. I didn't don't." Don't listen to that. And then Jesse's like, no, that makes sense. I'm like, no, it was stupid. <laughs> so she goes and dresses up like the nurse. I don't know why. I, I didn't understand any of this. And we get, so he, and he takes her like into this dream world, like Freddy Krueger. None of this made any sense. No, it didn't. I could only assume that he was like leaping into like her, one of her visions or something. Or whatever. <laughs> and then she just slits her wrists and then is back. Yeah. I don't know if she like actually. So we. we she didn't. We get actually this backstory. Well, so we get this back. We see what's going on. We see that her mom was sick um, with what? I don't know. She looked like she had fucking radiation poisoning or something. Or, you know, she, she was covered in like these lesions and shit. Yeah, seriously. Her mouth looked like arsehole. Yeah. I mean, she seriously looked like she. Like. Was at Chernobyl or something. Yeah. <laughs> Her hair was all mostly falling out. Um, and uh, then we see Jesse. We, I, I mean, I can only guess it's around the time when her mother died and she's standing in the mirror and she's like, okay, Jacob, you want to see what it feels like to live? And so he, she's like experiencing all these painful mo- you know, um, memories. Memories. And I, I don't know if. if it must have been a memory when she like slit her own wrists or something. That's the only thing I can guess. But she's trying to make him so afraid to be alive again that she, that he won't bother anyone anymore. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> the rationale behind that was tenuous at best. Um, and then she just pops back in. She's like, it worked. Yeah. And then he like comes back and he's like, no, it didn't. And he possesses <laughs> Kevin. And he's like, you know, everything you just showed me, it made me stronger. <laughs> it's like, now I know how to avoid all these things. And he's basically just like, Kevin's a fucking lunatic, so he's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to get out. Uh, once I get out of here, um, I can, I figure out how to, you know, make myself stronger. And he like smashes his hand against the ground and it doesn't explode. And he's like, when I get out of here, um, I'll put, I'll live as long as I can, and then I'll just jump from body to body, and nobody will be able to stop me. Um, it's kind of like that movie with Denzel Washington, Fallen, Fallen, <laughs> except not as good. <laughs> I was gonna say, except not good. <laughs> um, and uh, 
That's a good movie. That was a good movie. Why are we gonna do that one? It's not. It's not really super horror. horror. Yeah. It's, it's horror adjacent. I think. It's yeah. It's horror themed. Um, I mean, it's got fucking Denzel Washington, John, John Goodman. Goodman. Um. Uh, fuck the guy that played Casey Jones. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Anyway, and Sympathy for the Devil plays like every like three minutes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so they finally they're clear they finally clear all this shit out of the tunnel and they're making their way out um and meg stays back and reveals that she's nurse uh ratchet <laughs> russell russell <laughs> um she's she's all covered in goo so we know that she's dead She's been dead the entire time. She's like, I was never able to leave. But yeah, we do find out that she was actually Nurse Russell possessing her body. Um, Alan slides her the gun while um, he, Jesse, and Arlo all run to safety. She hangs back and um, shoots. Like, Jacob tries to pull her into, like, this memory or whatever. I don't know. Like, the... You keep getting pulled into these like visions that don't make sense. Yeah. Anyway, so they jump back into that, and he's like, "You'll never stop me," or you know something like that, and uh, <laughs> something some generic villain thing. <laughs> um, and um, you'll never get away with this, see? <laughs> and uh, she's like, "Oh no, you won't!" Blah blah blah, and shoots herself and him. Um. And then yeah, that's. That's the end. So uh, Jesse, Allen, and Arlo all escape back into the um, funeral home and walk out into the daylight. Um, and that's it. Yep. So what do you think, Taylor? This movie's dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know... <clears throat> I know this movie's like dumb, but I can't. Aside from like, the only thing I can think of that makes it dumb, like like really dumb, is just like plot points. Because all in all, like the story in the broad scope, it's fine. The acting is fine. <laughs> was it who who was who's like the weak actor? Um, all of them. Alan, especially. Alan was the worst. Alan was pretty cheese dick. Um, personally, I think most of the cast did all right. About what I'd expect for this caliber of movie. No, I mean, nothing... Maybe even a little better than I would have expected. And I guess maybe that's why it stands out. But I disagree with you on that. Well, I, I, thought, I thought Jesse was bad. I thought Kevin was, like, super over the top. <laughs> um... I thought I thought Freddie was actually no Emmett was probably the best. Um Emmett and Arlo. All right, well. But uh, so for me, I mean like there were elements of the story that I thought were stupid. Like I mentioned that throughout the, throughout the the review, but um like I said, you know, the broad scope of the story is fine. 
the like I think the acting was was fine, not not great but fine. Um, the special effects were fine. Like like I said, the creature effects with that dog were pretty good. Like better than I would have. I was actually surprised how clean that was. Yeah. CGI effects I thought were about as good as I could expect from this kind of movie. Um. So it's like. In my heart of hearts, like, I know this was not a great movie, but I can't think of a reason, like a really solid reason why it wasn't that good. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, I mean, we already covered, I, th- I thought the acting was bad. Uh, to me, this felt like a horror movie written by CW people who were like, let's make a horror movie. I don't know how to do that. It's okay. It's easy. Horror fans are dumb. <laughs> Um, like you said, like the the bones of a, a story are there, but they kept throwing more shit on top of it. Yeah, the the visions and the flashbacks and shit is just so disorienting. It's like if she's going to be, uh, you know, a medium or you know, sensitive or whatever it is, that's one thing. But you're giving her these elaborate visions that she's having, where she's basically like just she's telling the story through flashbacks yeah. of moments that she didn't live. And so it was just like this exposition of her explaining things that she should have no knowledge of whatsoever. And then like some of the visuals, like while they were done well, it's just like the concept of them. It's like, this makes no sense. <laughs> like you're just throwing shit out there to now just be like, oh, this is spooky looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> fair points. Yeah. Um. I mean, like ultimately, I just got—I got to go with my heart on this because it's just like when you know something is wrong, <laughs> it's like you don't—you uh, don't say like, "Oh, this lump on my neck—it looks bad, but it doesn't hurt, so fuck it." <laughs> so, I mean. Like I said, in my heart, this movie was not great. Uh, but when I break it down, I can't find a lot wrong with it. That I, It's driving me nuts that I can't really identify what was irking me so much. I mean, definitely those, those unnecessary plot points of all of the flashbacks. And like you said, if you're going to make her some kind of like medium or, uh, you know, uh, psychic or something... Um, lean into it. You know, make it part of the story, not just some kind of tenuous thing well, yeah, like that you her, forget about until it comes up again. Have her, you know, like you you have, you, you start out with her just seeing the ghosts, which was fine. And then, you know, like maybe have her communicate with the ghosts as opposed to just having these flashbacks. Like I said, she's having flashbacks to events that she didn't experience. It, yeah. Which don't make any sense. And they're like five and six minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a flash of a memory or something. She's, living out these scenes right it's it's funny to me that this was written by one person because this has that feeling of a movie where one person wrote it and then another person gave it a second pass and just added a bunch of shit (laughs) and then another person did the same thing and it was just like these three stories that don't really go well together and you just one it was just one person had this different idea of where to go and another person wanted to add you know these other things that they had in mind and so it's really just like I said, it was just adding more things on top of it that don't need to be there. Yeah. 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 It, I mean, I guess 
yeah, story wise, it just felt very heavy, but not not very, like, it's kind of scattered. Yeah, just like stuff that didn't need to be there. And I, I guess you I mean that's that's my I think from the beginning that's been my major complaint is just that there were unnecessary pieces of the story that just diluted what the point was and made it confusing. Yeah. Um not just confusing but stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> um all right. Well, this went a lot longer than I wanted it to. <laughs> so, anyway, um the uh, 4 um I'll give it a three. Okay. Like you said, you know, if you lower your expectations, then the the effects, the what practical effects there were, were pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, the CGI was good at points, but it was also really bad at points. So this is like uneven. So yeah, I don't know. I'll give it a couple points. Okay, it's, it's not the worst thing we've watched. No, we've <laughs> definitely watched worse. But <clears throat> anyway. Anyway, uh, so moving on to a, a brand new movie that just came out this month featuring a super cast. Uh, it's The Good Things Devils Do. Are you going to do a show this year? I promise I will have something for you. Something that just might be the prize piece of my entire collection. I call her Masquerade. The Holly Brothers. We're very happy that you decided to help them, Richard. I've earned the right to walk away on my own terms. Of course you have. This will be fast and easy. I'm not doing this alone. You know I have a partner. You mean your daughter. It's a smuggler's house on Halloween. We're not sneaking in. So as I said, this has like, it's, it's not, it's not the expendables of horror per se, but you've got, uh, you've got Kane Hodder, you've got Bill Oberst Jr. And you've got Linnea Quiggles. As she likes to, as be, she called. Likes to be called. That's, that's what her friends call her. 
um, which I like to think we are. But this, you know, as we said at the beginning, this takes place on Halloween night. Uh, Bill Oberst Jr. is a, a criminal of, of some kind. We don't really know. He's not like a bank robber. He's not. He's just like a small town or small time criminal. Yeah, like a thief, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but he's working for the this family called the name the Hardy family, and you know, stereotypical fashion, he's got one job left before retirement. <laughs> I'm getting out of this game. <laughs> but he's talking to one of these Hardy family guys. He says, "You know, I understand this. This is it for you. That's fine." Hands him, you know, slides him a manila envelope says here's the address here's all the information you need in here he says all right but i'm taking my daughter with me because she's the best lock pick in all the all the land <laughs> it was he, he, in the region that's what he says she's the best best lock pick in the region and the guy's like you know whatever i don't care but you're also taking percy and uh richard who is bill over's character he's like percy is a fucking maniac yeah he's like i don't want to work with percy because he's a lunatic and he kills people. He's like he's a, he says his reasoning, like what he actually uh, says, is that Percy uses a gun and yeah. he doesn't use guns. Not mentioning the fact of what Percy's currently doing at the time. But he kind of escalates it because it starts out Percy uses guns, then he starts talking about how like well Percy is a maniac and I don't he's violent and I don't like to work with people like that. Fair enough. But yeah, he's, he says, you know, Percy will meet up with you after he's done with his shakedown. Richard is like, I can only imagine what that means. <laughs> and what that means is that he's got this woman tied up to a chair and then a young girl watching. And he's just like poking her with a shotgun, telling her she's got a big mouth and talking about what, el- what other big body parts she's got. And <laughs> basically shove- threatening to shove his shotgun up her cooch. Yeah. <clears throat> And, like, the guy calls it a shakedown, but at no point does he, like, question her for information or money or... Yeah. He's just talking shit. Yeah, like, I kind of thought, like, because it was his wife for a second or something. (laughs) But it sounds like she was some kind of stoolie or something. I guess. And, uh, because he just kept talking about her big mouth over and over again. And, uh... So eventually he just blows her away, which again, like he's shaking her down. What's the, what, why waste all that time? Just to, <laughs> and the kid um, and the kid. So that's what kind of guy he is. Yep. This is Kane Hodder, by the way. <clears throat> um, and so then at the same time, we're introduced to Melvin, who is a uh, school teacher of some kind. The kids call him Professor G, even though his last name is not, does not start with a G. Yeah, but he's opening a museum of the macabre and he's telling all the kids, you know, you you guys are going to be so excited when you come by the house tonight because I'm I got this brand new package. It's La Diamona de la Mascareda or Demon of the Masquerade. Right. And uh, he gets home. And there's a box there and he opens it up and it's just like some bones and a mask. And his, his stepdaughter is just like, you've got to be so disappointed. And he's just like, eh, you yeah, know, whatever. It is what it is. His stepdaughter, who is this like 40-year-old woman who wears tiny little skirts and thongs. Yeah. That's funny because like um, the first time we see her on screen. <clears throat> is just ass. Yeah. Well, it's like this delivery guy 
rise, you know, rolls up to the house. He's delivering the, the crate for Melvin. And yeah, we see her just ass towards the camera, bent over in a short skirt. And Face down, see, ass up. You know, I see is her ass and her, you know, her panty, her, her panty, her panty separating the crack. Um, and, uh, it's very reminiscent of the first time we see Linnea Quigley in Night of the Demons. <laughs> and Linnea Quigley plays her mom. Plays her mom, yeah. <laughs> and she like walks out and she's like, are you enjoying the show? Yeah. And the guy's like, yeah. <laughs> you think she's showing it off. Like she, she wasn't exactly like hiding it. She wasn't modest about it. Right. Uh, but yeah, he, you know, Melvin brings this crate down to the, to his basement, opens it up, uh, Quiggles comes down to help him and she looks inside and she pulls out this what kind of looks like a spine but she's like I think this is a chair leg you got sold a chair leg you got ripped off again <laughs> uh, suddenly the lights go out we were we were told that uh, her character Wheezy is scared of the dark so the lights go out and she kind of freaks out all of a sudden this woman appears behind her and just rips her neck open. Bites her. Mm-hmm. Um, cut to uh, our gang of thieves. Richard and his daughter Mouse and Percy. Uh, they, they show up to Melvin's door. And they you know knock on the door as Wheezy is bleeding on the floor. <laughs> um but it's like we walked into the wrong fucking house. <laughs> uh, Mouse just picks the door, the the lock on the door, and they barge their way in. Because you remember, she's the best in the region, in the in the whole region. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so they barge in, and uh, Percy's got his gun out, and Richard Richard just decides he's gonna gonna turn on Percy and just be like, "Not today!" <laughs> and he so he hits the gun out of his hand with a baseball bat, and so this. Makes Percy turn on him, and he, he starts beating the shit out of him. Uh, and uh, I don't remember exactly how, but they end up outside. Were they just trying to leave? I don't remember, but Masquerade was outside, right? And uh, she like, uh, what do they call it when a vampire hypnotizes somebody? Trance? I want to say shine. Glamour? That's not right. Glamour. That's what it is. Um, she like glams Kane Hodder, makes him, I don't know, I guess I don't want to get into spoilers on this one. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then and something happens. So, something happens and he's not alive anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they all run back inside and uh, I guess before that, Richard tries to stop Masquerade, and uh, does she like scratch him? Is that what happens? Uh, I just remember he got like scratched up. I don't remember if she like, scratched him with her claws or. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, she must have like slashed him across the chest. Yeah, and then she kind of uh, Mouse comes in and just <laughs> at this point, uh, Richard has duct taped a knife and a meat cleaver to mouse's hands. So she's playing old, uh, knifey cleaver hands right. <laughs> at Edward knifey cleaver hands. I was going to say, it reminds me of Edward beer hands, Edward 40 hands. Yeah. 
one for the hands. Um, and she just starts going to town on Masquerade, and she's chopping, and she's cutting, and she's slicing, stabbing, poking. And slicing and dicing, making julienne fries. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. I've got the dickens out of my finger. <laughs> uh, but eventually, Masquerade glams her, too. But they're... Uh, just, Melvin and... Sorry. I would, there's this part. They're trying to get back into the house because Melvin has locked them outside. And they're trying to get back inside. They're trying to beat the door down, and it's not, you know, it's not happening. And yeah, Richard's like, pick the lock, because <laughs> she's she's the best in the region, mind you. Yeah, pick the lock. And she's like, I can't. My kit's inside. Like, oh well, you're fucked. And then he lifts up her hands, which has again a meat cleaver, like a butcher's knife, and a chef's knife on the other. And he puts him in front of her face and says. Pick the lock. Now, I this know, is all the kit you'll ever need. I know a little something about picking locks. Don't ask. <laughs> Not going to get into it. Um, but I know for a fact that you cannot pick a lock with a chef's knife. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. No. That's not how locks work. No. It's just like when. Uh, but she does it. Yeah, somehow she, she she's the, the best in the region. Right. That's why she's the best in the whole region. Pick a lock with a chef's knife. Fuck you, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, Masquerade tries to shine her, and uh, Melvin comes out and grabs her. Shine her? <laughs> Glamour. <laughs> um, it's all the same. She's got the shining. It's all, you know, sparkly. She's got the shining. Melvin grabs her and pulls her inside, and she's still kind of like, Half glammed. <laughs> she like stabs her dad. Yeah. And like the whole rest of the so movie, lost. she's like under this trance, and I don't really understand why. Yeah. And I, like, she, I thought I missed something because suddenly she's like, yeah, she's on, on top of Masquerade, like you said, just giving her what for. And then suddenly she st- stops because Masquerade is. You know, trancing her, and like rest. Yeah, the rest of the movie, it's like she keeps on saying, like she's like uh, goading and harassing Richard, saying, "Oh, you condemned your daughter to hell, and your your daughter's burning in hell right now." It's like, so is she dead? Right. But and she's not a she's not a vampire. No. But she doesn't seem to be dead. But she's saying she's dead. Well, she was under the moon. They kept using that phrase "under the moon," which I don't, it was purgatory or something. It was they kept using it like we're supposed to know what it means. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so you've got this masquerade, and uh, you know, even though she was already in the basement, she can't come into the main house because you know vampires have to be invited, and so she like mimics this little kid, tries to get them to let her in, and uh, just does all these tricks, but. Shenanigans, yeah, vampire shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol up the next person that says shenanigans. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I guess without giving away too much, it's the rest of the movie is just kind of you've got Richard and Melvin teaming up, and you know Melvin is just this, like I said, he's a professor, he's kind of a nerd, but he's super into this macabre <laughs> nerd. <laughs> uh, he's kind of into this macabre stuff, so he he knows about vampires and what have you. And then you've got Richard, you've who's seen movies. 
then you got Richard who's just, you know, he's a, a crook and he's a badass. And this guy had his entire torso ripped open by a vampire and he was stabbed in the side. He still got the and, knife in there. And he's got a broken nose. Or no, she had a broken nose. He just had the shiner. But and he's just like walking around. They duct taped him shut, apparently. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> you've seen the crow. <laughs> but yeah, so basically you've got them teaming up trying to fight this seemingly just unbeatable vampire. Right. So that's that's what happened. Yep. Um, you know, again, it seemed like you had a good thing going, but just didn't get there. Uh, this one feels like it feels like one of those movies that was a short that they were like, we could make this a feature, <laughs> and then they were didn't really think about how to do that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. There's there are so many things in this movie where there are things they just like happen, or it's like facts that exist. But you're and you and you're like, why? Why? Why is that a thing? Right. And it never explains it. And a lot of these things just come and go as quickly as they appear. And it's just like, but wait a minute, what happened there? <laughs> Why? Why did? Why did that happen? I want to explore this. Yeah, and it just didn't do that. Yeah, like they've got like you know the standard lore of like you know the vampire can't enter the house. Um, they they briefly talk about crosses, but they don't ever know find out if it works. Yeah, but yeah, then there's also Stake this in the heart. Just these. Oh yeah, but there's other like pieces of lore that they seemingly like act like we're all supposed to know, but they also invented. <laughs> Maybe like, not lore, but. Mythos, yeah, like they're just like the the under the moon thing. Like they just kept saying it. Oh, uh, like terminology. Yeah, yeah, I, that, and just things that like existed in this world but don't exist in our world. So it's like we don't know what you're saying. It's like, oh, you don't fucking know what under the moon means. Well, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you get left behind. Um. Yeah, like. I have to imagine this movie was intentionally uh, designed to have some comedic uh, effect. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I don't know. It just, it seemed like there were like, seemed like there like wasn't enough or there was too much. Yeah, it's not a horror comedy. Right. But there definitely are times when there are comedy elements yeah like you know when you're when you're making a tense movie such as a horror you know this one isn't like you know hard as nails like super dark and gritty yeah um and then it has like these sudden spur moment spur of the moment uh comedic parts uh it's not lighthearted isn't the right word but it's not it, it's 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 casually horror, I guess, or ca- casually frightening. I mean, you know what I mean? No, I don't think I do. <laughs> it's it, it it like it's it's not like it's just a balls of the wall horror. It's got some levity to it. There are definitely parts where they wanted it to be, though. Well, sure, but 
it's not. And so that's kind of where it, the, the comedic value in it seemed like it was either too much or too little, depending on what kind of movie they, they, they wanted to make. Um, and I couldn't get a grip on that. I couldn't decide if it was supposed to be like a very serious movie or, you know, or a very dark movie with some levity uh, that just was like over the top. Or if it was supposed to be kind of a more light, not lighthearted isn't the right word, but you get what I mean, right? I think so. Um, a an, an easier going horror with some comic relief. There's like a difference, but it like it floated like right in the middle, where I couldn't tell what it was actually trying to achieve. See, I wouldn't say it floated in the middle as much as it just kind of like jump roped the line. As sure. opposed to, it wasn't like it didn't want to commit itself to being a horror comedy. And it, it I think it wanted to be a more like balls to the wall horror. Cause I mean, like the look of the vampire, she's very gross looking. She's like very oily and, you know, just blood dripping from her face. You know what irritated me though? What? Was uh, the fangs. What? Like as a, as a special effects enthusiast. Um, too big? Uh, way too big. Well, they could have made him that big, and it would have been fine uh, for like close-ups. If you're if you're gonna have her like talking and speaking lines, they need to be smaller. When you're doing like close-up glamour shots, or she's about to like you know, ah, bite somebody, then yeah, that's when you put the big ones in. But you could tell, at least from what I was seeing, that they were like out of the box, like Halloween sh- Halloween store oh. teeth that they just you know put putty in, and put caps on, like. I've got stuff to where if you gave me like an hour or two, I could make you a custom pair of vampire fangs. That's how easy it is. And I just feel like they didn't do that. And if they did, they did it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, that was disappointing. The vampire itself looked pretty good. Yeah, I thought so. The the character design, I guess. Um, And Quiggles, when she's like falling apart, she starts getting really gross she too. She looked real bad. She looked real fucked up. Which was kind of sad because when she I mean it's it's a vampire movie so we said she, she got bit. So yeah, when she revives as a vampire, it seems like all the 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 disgusting effect that they put on her was like dialed back or something cuz it, it seemed like it wasn't as bad. It's kind of disappointing. I wish they would have kept that. Yeah. But yeah, it did seem like there was just like weird, random, not jokes per se, but like uh, comedic moments. Like, yeah. But it wasn't like, you know, like, oh no, I'm about to get bit by a vampire. I slipped in some pudding. Like it wasn't like <laughs> stupid slapstick or anything like that. But, um, but yeah, it was just like, they, they did though, I will say they didn't, um, like stray away from the horror moments to all of a sudden put in a joke. Right. It wasn't like out of place, but there was just these like weird moments where it was like, why would you, why would that happen at that time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, Melvin, especially Melvin was definitely the comic relief. Yeah. He's the center point. Also, um, uh, was the daughter's name? Mouse. The the step, the stepdaughter. Oh, uh, Kathleen. Sure. Let's go with that. (laughs) Um, she was also kind of comic relief 
Linear. Oh, she was for sure. Yeah. But she also wasn't in it that much. Yeah. And, you know, same with Quiggles um, to, to an extent. <laughs> Weezy. <laughs> um, Caroline. Caroline. Um, Caroline. Caroline. That's an outcast song, right? Caroline. Yeah. I don't know the rest of the words, but. That's it. No, that's, those are the only ones. <laughs> um, something, something, feeling fine. <laughs> And then something, something, half the time, and then the other half, something, something, something. <laughs> <laughs> um, the actress that played Masquerada is Bulgarian. Yeah, I saw that. Which is interesting, because she was speaking Spanish the right. whole time. <laughs> I don't know if that was her voice, though, because it looked like it was dubbed. It very well could have been. Um, anyway, um, yeah, but Melvin was definitely the like source of the comic relief, I think. Yeah. Um, but, like, like you know, he he's such a goofball for so much of the movie, um, and then like at the very end, like, no, can't say that. <laughs> well, let's. No, never mind. It's just he he goes back and forth between being like kind of like this goofball um comic relief. Not like not the character wasn't like intentionally being funny. He's just like a goof. Um but then he'll like flip back to being like this very uh you know serious individual. Yeah. Um, he never goes into like full hero mode, like he's never that guy. Right. He's always kind of just like the reluctant tag along mm-hmm. to Richard like you know I'll I'll help you cuz you seem to know how to, how to deal with this right but yeah he's uh he definitely has his moments where he's just kind yeah. of again not cracking jokes but just like his demeanor and stuff is is comical yeah um or like the part where they put the pumpkin on the kid's head right <laughs> or when the kid's outside and he's like hey can I use your phone? I need to tell my mom that you, my sister's dead. That was so weird. Yeah. I didn't understand what was going on there. I was like, he's very calm. <laughs> um, anyway. But, I mean, you know, positives. Uh, I thought the acting overall was, was, was good. Um, maybe Caroline, not as much. Uh, <laughs> I thought the effects were very good. There wasn't a lot of, uh, like, the violence was kind of more implied. Like, you didn't really see, like, when uh, Wheezy gets bit, you don't really see anything. You don't see any, like, flesh ripping or anything like that. The wound. Yeah, I would have liked to see something like that. But there is a lot of blood, a lot of uh, just kind of dirty and greasy, uh, you know, like um, Masquerade specifically. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, teeth aside, I, I did think that she was a very cool looking vampire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just blood all over her face. And so it, it's kind of hard to tell what she looked like, but yeah. Um, but she looked very scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I pretty much agree with all, all of those positives and negatives. It, um, it left a lot to be desired. Um, it, it did have its, its pluses though. Uh, pretty much everything you just mentioned. Um, I hated the ending. The ending dragged on for a long time, too. It really did. Unnecessarily so. Yeah. And, like, the very ending is, like, this 
kind of like a cliffhanger. Kind of, yeah. Which irritated the fuck out of me. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh no, you're not gonna do me like that. Like, make me watch this movie, and then you're fucking not even gonna give me a resolution. <laughs> I know. Like when I first got here, you were like, okay, hang on. Yeah. How did that movie end? Because I think I missed something. And I was like, nope, that's that's it. You yeah. saw it. <laughs> um. But I mean, like the 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 two people in this movie that I knew, uh, Kane Hodder and Bill Oberst, they they're great. Um, like Bill Oberst maybe hammed it up a little bit. He always kind of does. Um, Quiggles, uh, she, I I feel like this was like her best role, as far as like how she acted. Where she just laid still for most of the time. Well, no, I mean, like when she was actually like delivering lines and emoting and stuff. She like even going back to like um, you know, uh Return of the Living Dead, like when she's like delivering her lines, it's very droning. Like she's not really like em- like emoting putting off, yeah, emoting, giving off a lot of uh, you know, inflection in her voice. And this she was actually doing that. Like what what did we watch? Uh the barn when yeah, she, was, yeah. she was in that she was, she was the, doing the same teacher th- the principal or whatever yeah she's doing that same thing like 30 you know between 30 and 40 years later she's still doing that but in this it actually seemed like she was doing her job as an actress <laughs> <laughs> and I, I i i love linnea quigley uh you know for for her her role or her place in um you know, 80s horror cinema, but she, I've never really... Her place in Merkin history. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, it's nice to see that even, you know, a woman at, what, maybe in her, her six, it's got to be a 60s somewhere. At least, yeah. Um, that she's still growing as an actress. <laughs> 62. Oh, there you go. I feel like she wasn't really asked to do much. Like, not just like, you know, like I said, she's lying in a bed half the movie, but like when she does, like even before that, she's very kind of timid. Like the character is very kind of timid and reserved. Um, So she's not really, doesn't need to be over the top or anything like that. So it's it's very easy easy for her to just kind of, you know, be, uh, be shy and be kind of reserved and, uh, uh, in inflective that's not a word <laughs> no <laughs> but i know what you mean yeah not based very, on inflective like, <laughs> but but everything else yeah i get it very like within herself you know introverted yeah okay <laughs> um anyway uh and like the story itself seemed a little like you said like I said it's a little thin and they just kind of stretched it out yeah it's like, it's like they thought of this plot, and it's like, oh, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. Like, what if it's like a siege movie with a vampire? All right, how do we make that last an hour and a half? <laughs> what happens after they see the vampire? Uh, it's a vampire. We figure it out. You know, like it can't go in the house. So <laughs> that kind of shit. You seen so, movies? So so what? <laughs> You're just saying things. These aren't plot points or devices. Like. Get out of my office. <laughs> I'm a big picture guy. <laughs> um, overall, I like that I didn't love it. Yeah, it's it's fine. Like I don't, I don't think this would be something I'd watch again. Yeah, probably not. Um, 
but it was all right. I the you know I said there's not a lot of violence, but the scene where Mouse is going to town on Masquerade was actually pretty violent. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and when Mouse is no, I'll leave that out. There's just she stabbed herself. Oh. In her in her, in her butt. <laughs> no, the other one. Oh. Yeah. In her front butt. <laughs> front butt. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It it was fine. Um, the story was a little thin. Um, the a- the acting was a little clunky at points. Um, but aside from that, it was it was okay. Yeah. But again, it's it's not going to be my. No, it's not going to be on my Halloween rotation. No, probably not. Like I said, good, not great. Um, five, I guess. I'm going six. All right. If uh, if uh, only for the cast gets that extra bump, because I wish Kane Hodder was in it more, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was kind of in and out pretty quick. Yeah. All right. Well, it's like they pulled the the scream move on, on us. They're like starring Drew Barrymore. Dead. <laughs> Spoilers. Didn't you know she like, she wanted that to happen. Oh, really? Like she agreed to be in the movie because she was going to die in the, like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's going to do it guys. For our Halloween episode. Halloween, not so special. (laughs) (laughs) The spooktacular. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it. We did. We had to stop in the middle. Hopefully you guys didn't notice. Uh, (laughs) um, But uh, yeah, thanks for another uh, awesome October, guys. We we always have fun with Octoberama. Um, It's a lot of work, but, you know, it seems... Typically, it really gets us in the mood for Halloween, but you know, whatever. That was the the, you know, the plus side this year was that we didn't have other things going on, so it was much easier to focus on October. Uh-huh. Yeah, last year we had we had to record an episode on vacation. That's right. We were sitting because we were sharing a room in somebody's house, and we were sitting like in the the chair that was in this room and on the bed, huddled around a microphone, recording an episode. Uh, that was our. Women or women killer. That's right. Yeah. Episode lady killers, but you know, where the killer's the lady. Yeah. Killer ladies. <laughs> um, what it was May and what else? Uh, all the boys love Mandy Lane. Right. Yeah. We had to watch those on the plane. That was, that was fun. That was awkward. We were just sitting there watching, I think it was Man- Mandy Lane. And then all of a sudden there was titties on the screen. Oh, yeah. And we're like, hey, yo, hey. Um, I think we just kind of like we both kind of leaned towards the other, so our shoulders were making sure no one could see through the seats behind us. Oh, that's right, we were watching it together, huh? Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, anyway, but yeah, October is always a fun time for us. It uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, the time we started the show, and um, you know, just more more of what we love doing, and we hope you guys enjoy it. It's always nice to see the. The numbers indicating that you guys do enjoy the shows. 
because they're typically a little more laid back and casual, I think. Um, And, you know, in a show where we tend to focus a lot more on, like, new releases, um, we've kind of eased up on that in recent years. But when we started, it was definitely we're always doing the new releases. And so Octoberama was the time when we could really, uh, you know, take a look at some of our classics um, that we really enjoyed. Um, Or, you know, Boo. Or Boo. (laughs) Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, thanks a lot for joining us this month, guys. This is going to wrap up Octoberama. We'll be back next week again. <laughs> if you're not sick of us, five straight weeks in a row with our normally scheduled program. Taylor, what are we going to be What are we going to be watching? Uh, we're going to be watching Scare Package and The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Yeah, that, that, like when we couldn't decide what we were going to fill in a week with because we weren't sure if we we're going to do patreon at the, at one point we hadn't early we hadn't decided on it yet um and so i was like oh well, let's cycle back and do werewolves because i got one in mind so i'm looking forward to to checking that out and scare package i've heard good things yeah it's uh it's supposed to be pretty good and it's it's coming out on dvd so that's why we're doing it now there you go even though it's already been on shutter and that's where i'm gonna watch it but <laughs> that's that is the way like the mandalorian you, you get it? No. This is the way. I don't watch it. I don't either. I just know that's what pe- people say that. People that watch the show, they say that. The only it's thing like, I know about the, way. the only thing I know about Mandalorian is Baby Yoda. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> He's the cutest thing in the planet, or in a galaxy far, far away, wherever that may be. Mar- Mars. Mar- Mars. Mars is not a galaxy, <laughs> or all that far away in the grand scheme. <laughs> um, it's literally the next planet over. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, check that out. In the meantime, where can people find us, Taylor? Graveplotpodcast.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast players. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram as Grave Plot Podcast or on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot. Also check out graveplotfilmfest.com for your Grave Plot Film Fest news and updates. And uh, patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast if you would like to contribute to the show monetarily in exchange for some uh, exclusive goodies. Yeah. Okay. So, until we uh, uh, talk next, guys, I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, fuckers. Blood fires burning bright, pumpkin faces in the